Hello everyone, you've tuned into our business tech talks today with your host, that girl, Jenna Karasowa. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. And at any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're doing well. And as always, I apologize if I waste your time, but today we're going through our Crucial Conversations book series. We are in chapter eight, and it's going through Explore Other Paths how to listen when others blow up or clam up. And this is, again, for Wednesday's Business Tech Talks, a really great chapter, chapter eight. Cannot wait to get into it. So the three major talking points are gonna be on how to listen, and then the acronym AMP, A-M-P-P, ask, mirror, paraphrase, and prime. And then the last one is remember your ABCs, which is to agree, build, and compare. So with that, let's go ahead and transition to our first segment. Good. All right, so segment one, how to listen when others blow up or clam up. This is just an introduction of what we can use or tools we can use to listen. So initially it says, um, we cannot force someone to dialogue, but we have the opportunity to make it safer for someone to communicate. And so usually reasons why people opt for silence or violence is because they're, they are genuinely fearful of being vulnerable and then they're led to believe that um, the conversation will lead to bad things. So, I don't know, exposure, or they're uncomfortable about something, or they just don't know what feelings are going on, but something's bad gonna happen, they're convinced. So they either go to silence or violence. So restoring safety in order to get the relationship back on track will require um, several steps. And then there's a reference from chapter five, which is called Make It Safe. So what you need to do first is step out of the conversation and restore it. So if you offend someone, apologize when appropriate. When someone misunderstands you, you use a contrasting technique, which is your do and don't statements. Like, I do intend for this. I didn't intend for that. So you need to make that clear. And it's not the same as an apology. It's just pretty much saying, hey, you misunderstood. Let me bring clarity to the situation by contrasting. Uh, but when you do offend, be sure to apologize and be sure to be sincere about it. Okay, so continue with, you also need to find your mutual purpose and with also a new skill, which is called exploring the other person's path. And that's letting others know that it's okay to share their path of action with their facts and their stories. You want them to have the understanding and belief that you do care about what they have to say. So start with heart which is what do I want for myself? What do I want from this person? What do I want from the relationship and the conversation? So you go back to the heart of the issue. You need to be sincere. All of these techniques are only gonna be um, really useful and helpful if you have a sincere heart and wanting to make this work. Be curious and stay curious because when you're entering a crucial conversation, especially when you're trying to be patient to hear other people, um, your adrenaline and emotions can easily get off kilter. So stay curious and be patient so when you're sincere then that's when you invite the person in to talk and share and then be curious rather than furious which is a great a great little memory tool we um, are so quick to jump to our emotions and get angry and a healthier response instead of being angry is just be curious like figure out why is this person thinking this or why does this person feel this way so and also um that's what being curious will help you getting to the source of the fear and discomfort you're investigating. So turn off the adrenaline and look for chances to be curious and stay that way. When people share their feelings, be prepared 
um, that you want, you may want to share your three clever stories from chapter seven, um, which is the victim, villain, or helpless. So when you are the victim, you're like, oh my goodness, this person's so evil, and like they're gonna do mean things to me, and I can't do anything. I'm innocent completely. The villain is, um, yeah, they're the ones causing the problems. They're the ones that's the problem exclusively. They're evil. They're out to get me. And then the helpful stories, I can't do anything about my circumstances, so I might as well just give up and give in. And yeah, we need to stop with those stories and focus on what the actual conversation is. So in order to understand another person, um, yeah, we tend to assign negative emotions. We, we need to stop. So avoid overreacting and give the brain a problem to focus on by asking. So the question is, why would a reasonable person say this? instead of having the trigger-happy response of anger. So you gotta help the person retrace their path to action until it makes sense. And if you don't know what path of action is, um, other notes are gonna be put in here for reference, but essentially here for the audio, it's um, your understanding of an event. It's how you, what you tell yourself, the story you tell yourself to understand or make sense of what's going on or what you heard. And then you have the emotions and feelings, you have to recognize that. And then these feelings tell you how to act and you need to stay in tune with that. That's your path of action. What has led you to actually behave a certain way based on the information you're told? So again, be patient. Others acting on their feelings, they're going through the silence or violence. Um, so they're feeling a lot of adrenaline. And on page 145, it's referenced sayings, once chemicals that are fields our emotions are released, they hang around in the bloodstream for a time, in some cases long after the thoughts have changed. So a lot of times we're talking to people and they're in survival mode. Hormones are telling them to act a certain way or think a certain way, and we need to be patient as they're going through this. It's a literal chemical response happening. So, and also when you're being patient, that's the opportunity to encourage for them to share their path. And we explained, um, that's their understanding of what's going on. So maintaining your curiosity, this approach may be difficult because um, we're entering the conversation at the, at the end of the other person's path when their feelings are telling them how to act with either silence or violence. So we have to be very, very careful. It's kind of like going into, the book makes the example of you're trying to tune into a mystery show you missed the first half hour of it, so you're watching the show, you're trying to pick up on clues on what's going on, and you've missed all the original references. So you're behind picking up the pieces, trying to figure it out, and that's exactly what it is, trying to talk to a person who's already in their feelings and emotions. So every sentence has a history. So be careful not to become defensive and just breaking the cycle. So by stepping out and encouraging them to move away from feelings towards the root cause. And then together you trace the steps. And this helps a person. It curbs um, our reactions and it returns to a place where we can have um, the feelings can get resolved. So when is it appropriate to do this? It says our job is to invite them to share feelings with cues they've been given that express they have more to share. So you really pay attention. This is also a crucial point. I'm gonna put a little, I put an asterisk here. If you don't get to the source of their feelings, then you end up suffering the effects. So how do we do this? It must be sincere in the face of hostility, fear, or abuse. What, yeah, 
um, potentially, we don't want physical violence, that's a different thing, we're talking about a verbal abuse, but um, this is where it's difficult, it kind of brings a little bit of psychology into it. Be very, very mindful, and um, take it very, very attentively and cautiously, but yeah, so what? Yeah, exactly, you could be faced with that. But this requires listening in a way that it is safe for others, and for them to believe when they share they won't be offended, um, or they won't be punished for speaking. So we're just focusing on conversation, not the consequences of what the person's done or hasn't done. This is the opportunity for dialogue. This is the point. It's the goal is to dialogue. So you want the person to be able to tell you what they need to tell you. You have to make it safe for them to trust you. So that's going to wrap it up for the first segment. Again, it is, again, how to talk or how to listen when others blow up or they clam up, they don't want to talk. So let's head on to segment two. All right, so with segment two, we have a new acronym and it's AMP. Power listening tools to use when others turn to silence or violence. So AMP is A-M-P-P, stands for ask, mirror, paraphrase, prime. So ask, invite them to express. On page 140, I'd like to hear your concern. Um, please let me know if you see it differently. Okay, so you got to ask. Very, very important. So mirror, to confirm feelings, to help open up, to build safety. Take a portion of their path to action and their actual actions, what they're doing. Um, hints about their emotions and start where, and start when their tone of voice and gestures don't match what they're saying. So someone could say, oh yeah, I'm fine. And then like they're looking sad or rolling their eyes or they're kicking at the ground, but they're saying that they're fine and you know that they're not. So on page 150, it's quoted saying, um, really, well, from the way you're saying that, it doesn't sound like you are. And then we need to explain, we explain while the person may say one thing, his tone, et cetera, is saying something else. And we show respect and concern for them when we ask these questions. And the most important element is your tone, your tone of voice. So I'm gonna add a little disclaimer here um, not in the book, this is just me talking off the cuff, and it's pretty much when you have interpersonal communications in person versus online. I've made references how I debate and discuss things online versus in person. There are two different things because if I'm typing something, you can get the tone, and I don't expect you to always get the tone. You can try and get all the words in there in the right place, in the right punctuation marks, whatever, to create the desired effect, but it doesn't always come over or cross perfectly. So these skills are specifically, or more specifically designed for face-to-face -face conversing. It's the ideal, it's best, or at least video call. So you can get all the appropriate nonverbal cues and context. So disclaimer, tone is so important. It's the most important element. On 150, it says, we create safety when our tone of voice says we're okay with them feeling the way that they're feeling. So they may conclude that they can confidently talk when you relate to them that it's okay for them to speak their mind. So, as we describe what we see when we're talking to them, we do so calmly. If we act upset, we confirm their suspicion that they need to remain silent. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We don't want them to go to silence, we want them to talk. You look nervous about confronting me. Are you sure you're willing to, you know, you need to encourage them and kind of walk them through the process. So next in the acronym of AMP is the first P, which is paraphrase. And that's to acknowledge their story, asking and mirroring, 
may help get their story out. So the first two, asking and mirroring, may help to get the story out, but paraphrasing or summing up what the person said may build additional safety. And we're not just going to pair what they said back to back or word for word. You have to put it in your own words and kind of paraphrase, like, let me see if I get this, got this right, and then you continue. So the key to this, again, is to remain calm. The goal is to make it safe, not to act horrified. And also, very important, stay focused on figuring out their path to action. Stay curious, and then rephrase it in a way that suggests that you are trying to understand. This is the goal here, that you are trying to understand, and they need to understand that you are trying to understand. Very, very crucial to avoid pushing too hard because you might get to the point where the other person feels like you're only trying to get out information that you want to conclude and that you don't really care about the person. You just want the information so you can jump to your conclusions. And we don't want to push them to that to the point. So um, as a response to say, you know, back off, pushing too hard violates the mutual respect or mutual purpose. And you're kind of just being counterproductive at that point. So on 151, the suggestion is ask. So ask what he or she wants to see happen. And then that engages the brain in a way that moves to problem solving. Okay, so we're trying to avoid um, attack, and we don't want the person to go into silence of avoidance. So this helps when we ask the person what he or she wants to see happen. It may reveal the cause of what the problem of the cause is. Next um, is going to be prime. Okay, so we use the word paraphrase. Now we're on to prime. Prime is when you're getting absolutely nowhere and you believe that the other person still has something to say or to share and they might be able to do so with more of your effort. So to prime is to offer your best guess at what the person is thinking or feeling. You're pouring meaning into the pool of meaning first before another person might be willing to do so. And on page 153, they have an example of a board meeting that went wrong. And the example that the boss said, I can see you're upset. So this is him using the prime technique. Are you thinking that the only reason we're doing this is to make more money? You know, so we're kind of guessing, but ultimately you only use prime if nothing else is working. Priming is an act of good faith in hopes that others will share their meaning. And then another disclaimer that they put in there, if others are wrong, this is very, very important. You may know for a fact that if the other person's wrong, their information is limited. You're a parent trying to talk to your child about how they're dressing or the people that they're dating. You know that they're wrong. But when you're in this dialogue, it's so important that they know, and that you know this, the understanding, coming into a place of understanding is not the same as agreement. You can say, I understand where you're coming from. You don't have to agree with them, but you want them to know that you're open to talking. That's what we need to focus in on. So, again, that was for our second segment, and it's the acronym AMP, which is to ask the person, mirror what they're saying, kind of like get to an understanding of like, based on your tone or based on how you're saying this, this is what I'm getting from it. Let them know. Um, paraphrase what they're saying and then the prime is when you're kind of putting a little bit of your meaning into what they might be trying to say to get them to open up more. Okay, so now segment three is going to kind of wrap everything up. Thankfully it was a little bit of a short comprehensive chapter. I really, again, enjoyed it. Very, very succinct and straightforward. So segment three is about the ABCs, which is to agree, 
build and compare. When it's your turn to talk, but there's a disagreement, start in an area of agreement and focus on points you do agree on. Don't waste your time arguing on small details. Next is letter B for build. We are trained to look for errors. In school, we learn quickly that um, it's better to be right and first, you know, that's kind of how we're trained. Raise your hand, you get the answer, right? Everyone's happy, right? So page 157, when you do find a minor difference, you turn the snack into a meal. Instead of remaining in a healthy dialogue, you end up in a violent agreement. So we gotta be very, very careful. When we, um, there's times when we do agree on things, but we're still arguing. And it's like, what are we arguing for? And it's because we're so focused on the small little details of correcting everyone, where it's like we're losing sight of the bigger discussion here. So they say to look for points on agreement rather than, oh, you're wrong, or you forgot to mention. So with the building aspect, it's um, working on the agreements and then building on from there. So instead of saying, you know, you're wrong, and you didn't, you left this out, and you left this out, you can, you know what, you stay with, you say, you know what, absolutely. You find the things that you agree with. In addition, I noticed, instead of saying, well, you left this out, it's like, oh, I noticed. So there's, that's the differences. And then letter C is compare. So rather than suggest a person is wrong, offer, we differ. Suggest with a candid, I think I'm seeing things differently. Let me discuss or let me explain how. And you compare and contrast. When, you, when it's your time to finally talk, to get to your point, if the person's been silent, you've been able to get them to talk a little bit more. Now it's your turn. So now you share your state my path, again, from chapter seven, which is share your story. Um, tell, or share your facts, tell your story, ask, talk tentatively, and then encourage dialogue. So we work together, we encourage, we explain, and then we compare to wrap everything up. Again, I said it's pretty, very short and straight to the point, very succinct, um, great acronyms. And believe it or not, that'll conclude chapter eight, which is again, the three major talking points. Okay, so again, um, to conclude really fast, the three major talking points was again how to listen um, using the AMP acronym, which is to ask, mirror, paraphrase, prime, and then the third segment was remembering your ABCs, which is to agree, build, and compare. And the only way any of these are going to work is if you have a sincere heart with the intent of wanting to open up the dialogue and have a conversation. Um, so very, very crucial. As always, though, at any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're doing well. I've been your host, that girl, Jenna Carasilla. Thank you so much for joining us for our Wednesday Business and Tech Talks, going through the book, Crucial Conversations. And with that, I will leave you. And as always, <laughs> God's peace.